0: What's up, it's Chase Young. What's up, this is Terry McLaurin. This is Ryan Fitzpatrick. you listen to the Washington Football
1: Talk Podcast. Trade deadline, bye week, they all coincide. Not really much news, though. Um, we're going to get into all, all of it as far as what Washington did or certainly did not do, what they should or should not have done what it means for the rest of this season and what it means for 2022. Plus a really good big picture conversation with Ron Rivera. You're going to want to listen to all of it. This is the Washington football talk podcast.
0: On the football field, the action happens in the blink of an eye. It's like that off the field, too, when you've been injured. In a split second, your life is changed. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, when you've been injured, you need the right teammates by your side. You need Chase and Boscolo, a law firm willing to protect and fight for your rights. On the football field or in the courtroom, having the right team determines whether you win or lose. When injuries change your life, call Chase and Boscolo, trial lawyers that care.
1: What up, everybody? It's the Washington Football Talk Podcast. We're brought to you by Orsman Automotive of Virginia. Check them out. Six locations all over Northern Virginia. Um, They got all the cars you need. They can sell them to you, lease them to you. They can probably rent them to you. I don't know if they actually do that. Don't hold me to that. That's not a legally binding deal. Um, Just call Biagi. Call him on his cell phone. Pete will give it to you. Text
2: Pete. Uh, Pete's (laughs) here. Mitch is here. Gentlemen, what's going on? Hello, this will be uh, our last time chatting until we return from the bye week refreshed and re-energized. So let's make it a really good one here.
0: Yeah, looking forward to a week off and uh, enjoying a little bit of time.
1: Yeah, let's get to kind of the business at hand. Trade deadline, largely a dud for Washington. I want to address the Mitch Trubisky stuff specifically, but I know Pete wanted them to trade anybody they could. They obviously didn't um where's your head space? where's your mentals pete i'm checking on your there mentals
0: there wasn't a big uh big big spot for ricky seals jones to go
2: yeah i guess the the ricky seals jones multi-pick multiplayer deal i suggested on post game didn't come through just it was a lot of moving parts mitch i mean look i wanted them to do it did i expect them to or, or get myself ready for a flurry of moves not necessarily but I do think it's a little disappointing that they weren't able to move on from someone like Tim Settle or maybe JD McKissick who would be more valuable to other teams than they are to them right now, but this is the NFL and not major league baseball or the NBA. So uh, Washington will keep going forward with this roster of players that aren't necessarily getting the job done and, and try to see if it can be reconfigured after the bye.
0: Yeah. I didn't think there was going to be a whole lot of moves there. Were, I don't know that there were that many players that could have been on the move. It was certainly interesting for the half hour, hour that the Mitch Trubisky rumors were out there, but it was pretty quiet uh, deadline because there's not a whole lot that they could have done.
1: Yeah, I think I guess my only thing with Pete is that if they went full fire sale mode and offered JD McKissick for a, then you could get a seventh. I think you still have to keep McKissick, like he's. It's not worth a seventh, and and I like. At some point, you still have nine games to play, and you owe it. Like, when Ron said he benched Dwayne last year the first time because he owed it to the rest of the dudes in the locker room, like, they're still trying to win. And if you start punting on guys that are obviously better than what you can get back, it's pretty unfair to the dudes that are still here. And if you get rid of McKissick, what does this offense look like? I mean, is he the top target guy on the offense or number two probably behind Terry? I, yeah, you know what I, I, mean? I mean? Like it, I get the theory, but sometimes like the theory versus what's actually going to happen on the field have to be separated a bit.
2: Yeah, the uh, this this always forward thinking like Twitter guy. I think this is how the team should be rebuilt. Approach doesn't work all the time because you need to field a team that can not get its ass kicked by 40 points every Sunday. I get that from McKissick specifically. He's a really good player, but how good will he be? When this team is in a position to compete, he's 28. His stock's never been higher. I think this would have been a good time to sell him. And also, for him, he eats up some of Gibson's snaps. And we don't know if Gibson can be that truly dynamic dual threat running back that we think he can be because McKissick is so good at what he does. So I would have liked to have maybe seen McKissick move on. You go forward we with Gibson did this, Patterson.
1: We did this on the radio, right, where I think for Deron Payne, who's a really good player, not top-notch, but like – an eight out of 10, seven and a half out of 10. I think the most you get for pain is a third rounder. And when we talked on the radio, you're like, I don't think that's worth getting rid of pain. Like NFL trade markets are just so ridiculous. I think the most you're getting for JD McKissick is a seventh. Hell let's call it a sixth is not having
2: McKissick for a sixth rounder worth it to you. I mean, I guess, it's hard to answer because it, he's a free agent. If he's, if he comes back next year on another good two-year deal, then okay. Keeping him instead of getting rid of him for a six was good. But if he departs in nine games and this team finishes five and 12 with him, then I will, I will look back and be a little bit upset. So I guess it just depends on what kind of negotiations happen in the off season with him, but yeah, if settle or McKissick or, or other players that become free agents and go elsewhere for nothing, you are going to look back and say, damn, all right, the six-rounder isn't much, but it's better than a, a 0 rounder."
0: You know, we talked about it last year with Dwayne, with, when Dwayne got benched, about how it makes it, it can make it start being hard to evaluate other positions if you don't have enough players out there. So, like, if you end up getting rid of some of these guys who are – more specifically on offense, I guess, in defense, but you get rid of some of these guys that help make the offense move, it, it makes it to start – it, it's hard to evaluate everybody else that's out there if you if you don't have guys that can make plays.
1: I just don't think it was that's a good point there enough out there That's a good point i it does make it hard to evaluate like I don't know how much evaluation they got done last year, the first month of the season when Dwayne was playing. and I think right. I mean you can question how much evaluation they get done sometimes when Taylor's playing. Um, he, Pete tell me if you agree with this I'm not said think they aired? if they worked the phones and didn't think anything worked for their plans right like hey we made some calls we talked to some folks you know the the juice wasn't worth the squeeze in any scenario and we'd rather continue to build what we're building if, if that happened i'm okay if they didn't do anything they didn't make the calls they didn't they didn't see? I mean to me the Rams for J.D. McKissick like it just makes a million miles of sense, right? Like if they didn't check on that and they were waiting for their phone to ring, like a you might have to edit this, but like a like that doesn't work for me. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Like as long as you are at least surveying the scene, cool. But if you're just doing nothing, that doesn't work for me. And I don't know if, if that's like a kind of a happy medium between what you're saying and what I'm saying.
0: I, I certainly agree with you. They better have at least been making calls to see what was out there. But ultimately, I don't know that getting a seventh rounder back for somebody like McKissick is worth it. I also think today at the presser, we or podium, we heard Ron talk about uh, that he hadn't received any calls himself, I guess, when he was on with the Junkies this morning. I'm sure Martin and Marty were the ones that were receiving those calls directly, and it's not necessary, it's more kind of coach speak from Ron to, 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 to put that out there like that.
2: Yeah, I, I see your happy medium, JP. I'll meet you there and we'll have some 7-Eleven sodas. But I just, again, this team stands pat in a lot of ways. And I understand trading Way J.D. McKissick or Tim Settle isn't going to completely alter your future. But um, sometimes they seem to have a, a preference to stay on the path that they're on when the path doesn't seem to have much ahead of it and i would like them to maybe try and veer from their plan their sacred plan but today they didn't and we'll see um whether that is a a big error in the future
1: um listen i asked ron about the plan so I, i think the question needed to be asked and you'll hear that in a little bit um much of the day there was like this rumor about mitch trubisky being traded to washington from buffalo um and the only person I saw that like reported it technically is some nameless, faceless Twitter bot. Who knows? I, I was thinking about this. What is going on in your life that you run a nameless, faceless Twitter bot? Like this NFL sports update or whatever it was. I don't even know if I have the right thing. Like,
2: I think it was like NFL rumor news or
1: something. Whatever it is. Like. Some human is running that thing. I think unless there could be like computer operations far beyond my capacity for knowledge that are like, it's a legit bot. But like, if you're running that thing, we all have Twitter with decent followings. Like people are like, Oh, well he's making money. Like, no, he's not. Nobody's paying that dude. Like you can make a little, you can make a couple hundred dollars on Twitter. Don't get me wrong, but like it ain't doing that. And so then he, that, 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 Entity reports Mitch to Mitch to Washington for Landon Collins. And I'm just like, on what planet is Buffalo with the number one defense in the NFL and a legit Super Bowl contender taking on Landon Collins's contract? N- nowhere. And there was some legit reporting. Um, Chris Trapazzo from CBS Sports reported it on a CBS Sports like live ticker type thing. And he later came out and was like, "Listen, I thought I, I thought this was happening. It didn't happen. Like, I'll own that." Um, so the the hysteria that gets created around NFL trade deadline is is largely a social media conniption because it's not baseball, it's not hoops, like uh, hockey, maybe I don't know, but like the, the NFL trade deadline is not this like wild flurry of activity just because football is such a different sport. But I'm saying all of that. I knew today the Mitch thing wasn't happening. But I'm. it's a long route home for me to say, I kind of think they like Mitch and I won't be stunned. I won't be mildly surprised if Mitch is part of the plan next year. And I think fans yeah. might not be thrilled, but I think that could, I won't be even mildly surprise i I, I can only couch this so much like
2: yeah it's clear where you're going um you know maybe start putting a couple chips down on mitch trubisky week one starter for washington that could be a a good prop bet to start investigating but yeah i don't hate the idea and the fake guy came up with a fake rumor today but if he ends up in washington actually i kind of do hate the idea because that means they just tried the middle road again but if he's a part of the group overall that's fine, uh, but I certainly was What if it's wasn't... Mitch and a draft pick?
0: That's where I was going to go with it. It's got to be yeah, Mitch and a that's, draft pick.
2: That's cool. Yeah, that's, See, that's, I that's OK. I think that's. By
1: me. I think that's worse. I think. I agree. Mitch I think that's worse. And than... a draft pick, unless it's a fifth rounder, like oh, we love this random kid. He needs four years. Okay, but if it's Mitch and a draft pick, clearly neither guy is going to get 100 support. Clearly, fans will be split. split. Clearly, every every throw, every interception, every touchdown will be a referendum on both players. I, I I don't know what the plan will end up being, but I want one person and go all in on that one person at quarterback. You mean like
0: what's happening in San Francisco right now with Garoppolo and, and Trey Lance? Like, it's a they disaster. Figure it out it's it is it's terrible. I I don't love the idea of Mitch Trubisky and a draft pick, but I do love the idea of signing a veteran and have, and, and bringing a draft pick. And I don't think Mitch counts as a veteran because he's somebody that you could teeter totter on, whether he's a one year or long-term guy. So if there's, if there's the, the, if you, if you draft a guy in the first round, you draft your guy, go get a, go get an older veteran, go get a Ryan Fitzpatrick esque type player that, to come in for the one season. If it's the Matt Ryan and he's cheap to get from, uh, from Atlanta cause he costs so much damn money, whatever it may be. But, Mitch, I don't think makes a ton of sense, but like JP said, I wouldn't be surprised. There's nothing that would surprise me if they just kind of stay in the middle there.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think I would have loved Mitch now because then you play him for the next nine games and if he stinks, you move on. But if he shows you something then you get a head start on next year, Mitch in the offseason maybe isn't as appealing to me. Um, but, you know, Mitch Tischler, not Mitch Trubisky, the other Mitch T, I know he was on team wait and see in the Deshaun Watson debate. JT was team, go get him before the deadline. I was team, never touch him. So Mitch, you know, he doesn't get traded today. Maybe there's going to be some more clarity before it's time to to potentially go all in on him this offseason. So uh, the, the patient approach seems to be working as of now. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
1: BP added more than $70 billion to the US economy in 2022. A couple more things, and then we'll get to Ron. I know we all want to get to our bye weeks. Um, sure. They cut Jace Sternberger. Um, hardly knew you, pal. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> the good news here is they, they – is I don't have to report this per a source because it's very obvious now to anyone that pays attention. They obviously think Logan's going to be ready to go against the Bucks, and that is a big deal. I think he can help them a lot in the red zone. Um, I'm also not going to – Hell, I'll report this one per a source. Somebody wants to put it on Instagram. I yeah. fully expect Brandon Sheriff to be back uh, for the Bucks game, um, which is also good news, especially as that whole right side of the O-line is getting beat up and there's real questions and you lost Ruye for the year. Um, the one I don't know, and I know they think slash hope, unless you guys disagree or want to say something about Thomas and Sheriff specifically, what do we think happens with Curtis Samuel? Because they think slash hope he's back for Tampa.
0: I hope they keep working him out and they, they see whether he can be back. At some point, you either gotta, gotta gotta poop or get off the pot. Either play him and he gets all the way hurt and there's no chance he comes back and you put him on IR, or you play him and he's
2: fine and he's able to go. But this this waffling between the two is is killing, is killing him. That's uh, the second straight podcast in which Mitch Tischler has used the word poop. So we'll try and get the hat trick coming back from the bye. I was trying to save you from
0: having to edit it
2: uh, before the bye. For Curtis, like, I get it. It it goes back to the JD thing. Like, you can't just punt completely on the next nine games. You want your offense to be better. But I don't know. Are you going to bring him back, have him re-hurt the groin, and then have that trickle into this next offseason? I think you just put him on IR. This whole first year is a disaster. Let's try it again in the summer of 2022.
0: The all in the problem for the game with Robert Griffin III.
1: The problem is in some organizations, you'd have a coach that wants to put him on IR so he can bring up another player that he can count on for the rest of the season. And a front office that's like, no, 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 we signed that dude. You keep him on that damn roster so he can come back. Here you got both. And yeah. I think that creates a problem, man. I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Curtis, dude. I really don't. And and I'm not trying to be tough or take cheap shots, but like, we've been here and he's close since June, and as my daughters are pointing out to me, it's time to put turkeys on the door, Daddy. Like it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, all right. We have a very fun Ron Rivera interview. Now, fun's not the right word. I. I would say pretty insightful, honestly. And I Useful, don't try yeah. to. Yeah, I don't try to bang that horn too often. Um, do people bang horns? Is that a thing? Um, no, oh, God, I hope we, not. They're
2: they're in a we, weird woodworking that one.
1: Are... I'm woodworking it. Yes, thank you. We've been doing this for a while, and last year we were, or hell, last year we went to Piners, didn't we? Yeah,
0: mm,
1: miss it. Um, we always kind of rate our bye weeks. Um, and we've done like rate Memorial Day, whatever. Um, so I don't know who's disclosing what, but I'm going to disclose mine. And if you guys okay. choose not to, you can just rate mine, which is totally fine.
2: Um, I will be disclosing, all, but you
1: can just, dis- yeah, I'm guessing. you. Yeah. Are, I don't know. Okay. So full disclosure, let's go. Um, <laughs> I'm taking my daughters and my wife to Disney world and we got all sorts of plans and breakfast with Cinderella and spaghetti <laughs> with Minnie mouse. We got all sorts of stuff happening. <laughs> Um, from like the, the hangout with you guys side of things, it's not cool, but from like a dad perspective, I mean, my oh, daughters yeah. are going to melt. They're going to be so exciting. It'll be awesome. Um, it's a little long. We're going Wednesday to Monday. It's a lot. Um, and I've kind of, you guys know me. I usually like, will put my foot down in certain situations, schedule around a golf, go meet up with friends or something. Like I've really, at least so far, I haven't done any of that. So I'm going down there and we're just going to, yeah, dude. Um, I think it's going to be great. It's certainly going to cost a lot. Um, but I think my kids are going to remember this forever
2: and I'm excited about that
1: and it'll be fun.
2: Yeah. In terms of like memory, making and and long lastingness your bi-week wins it's going to be a, a tremendous yeah. family experience the finleys are going to love it and it's going to be right. there's going to be pictures up on your wall that you're going to be able to look at for years and you'll probably get a, a tear in your eye when you look back on it when they go off to school you're like oh that disney World trip logistics headaches costs it, you're gonna you're gonna feel it a bit but that's okay you're you're a father a part of a family this is the type yeah, of thing yeah you have yeah in. totally this is this is our life this is like okay. um I will also be in the state of Florida, so JP, if you need a need a, a shoulder to lean on in tough times with all those girls, it's only about around. two hours to Tampa. That's kind of great. Uh, Kim and I will be staying at the Don Cesar Resort in Paul in St. Pete, excuse me, otherwise known as the Pink Palace, a historic resort. We'll be there for three nights. Thursday we land, Sunday we take off, coming back to dc and it's going to be great we're going to we have a couple dinner reservations lined up on the resort in town just drink hang out by the pool get on the beach it's going to be the bomb how's the weather looking our weather looks pretty good but there's some rain yeah. perhaps yeah it you know we haven't done the hour by hour it's stressful but there's there's a rain emoji i think for friday but that's all right there's there's going to be plenty to do and uh, you know normally for bye weeks i just kind of sit around and, and play around the golf or hang out so this week this year i wanted to do something big a la mitch tischler and i'm quite excited to go out and do some stuff make it make a name for myself
0: pete good yours ranks pretty high that's a you're staying at a baller hotel having a bit, big trip with the girlfriend that's that's a that's a, that's a good yeah dude. yeah it's legit especially
1: when you pronounce it that way he's been insistent it's, on pronouncing
2: it that way too
0: i mean how many times well, have we
2: heard this now it's fancy <laughs> it's uh it's Capital C E, capital S A R. So I feel like it's not Don Caesar, it's Don Cesar. Uncle I, I don don like Cesar. rolling with that. Don exactly. Cesar. <laughs> Mitch, what do you got? For me, uh, one of my best the big friends man wins, of course. <laughs> yeah, he always does. He owns the bye week. Always has. <laughs> the, one of my single best the single guy. The single guy. Yeah, that's, it. Makes team. it easy to do it.
0: <laughs> uh, one of my best friends is getting married down in Costa Rica. Uh, so me and about uh, twenty or thirty of like my high school and, and pre-college friends are all getting together and uh, flying down there. And we have a nice long week slash weekend uh, in, in uh, Costa Rica.
1: Yeah. I mean, Mitch wins, obviously there's yeah. going to be pictures it's of like, Mitch, like drinking beer with monkeys in the jungle. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, two things. One, I've never heard the term pre-high pre-college. Like I've heard you said yeah. my high school and <laughs> pre-college friends. What the hell is that? Um, kind of repetitive, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two, um, discuss what has already occurred that happened to, had to happen on American soil before you go overseas. Yeah, we can discuss it. M- M- Mitch, the big man, has already married this couple on American soil. He was ordained by the internet
2: and is now available for weddings. Is my understanding? This is yeah, true. I mean, uh, I wanted to touch on this. What? What the hell? Congratulations, so, sir! Act, <laughs>
0: accurate. My friends that are getting married are, as you guys both have met them, are are quite um, last minute planners from time to time, fly by the seat of their pants. The wedding they had planned all the way in Costa Rica, that was the plan. Um, And they decided, they realized that the actual ceremony in Costa Rica isn't valid on U.S. soil. So they had to get married in the U.S. before they could be officially married. So um, early last week, uh, or I guess late, like two weeks ago, they... Asked if I, was, if I would do it, and of course I said yes. There was a small ceremony where I got to do the whole, you know, do you take, X, do you take so-and-so, do you take so-and-so? And it was, uh, was kind of fun. I enjoyed it. That's very right, and special. And Mitch is
1: available for weddings. What's your Absolutely. social media and phone number?
0: <laughs> Text Pete. He can be my coordinator.
1: Perfect. Yeah, we can make this um, work. All right. Everybody have a great bye week. If you're, a, if you're a football fan looking for a football game that matters to you, and you're listening to this podcast, watch uh, Old Miss versus Liberty because there's a pair of quarterbacks that might matter. Um, otherwise, enjoy the bye week. Enjoy this Ron Rivera interview. Thank you for listening, and if you made it this far, I owe you a beer.
2: And, yes, I figured out how to compensate Mitch and JP for my Chris Blewett bet.
1: Always appreciate Washington football coach Ron Rivera taking time with us, especially on a bye week, especially coming off a tough loss and long travel back from Denver. How do you balance the big picture right now with kind of crunching the film and looking at what happened in Denver?
3: Well, I think the big thing, JP, more than anything else, is this is about a process, about building, you know, and and doing it the right way. And one of the things that I've learned is is you have to stick to the process. You have to stick to your guns. You you know, I've heard and I've read and I've seen where everybody wants me to do certain things, do this, But at some point, you do things because they're the right thing to do not because they're they're an immediate thing or they're a desperation thing or or something you can't do it that way Bill. um there are some things that 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 i'll do because i think it's the right time to do it it's the appropriate time to do it but when you when you when you do other things that are extreme um, the only thing you've done is 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 whatever you've done you said that's the reason I don't necessarily know if that 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 would be true right now. So to me, it's about sticking to the process, sticking to your guns. I've been through this before. Um, <laughs> one of the things I did was when I got home last night, thinking about a whole bunch of things, I started writing out a bunch of notes to look back at some of the things that I've done in the past. And so when I got into work this morning, I, I grabbed a bunch of my stuff and started going through it. And lo and behold, each year I had wrote certain things down about what that year was like and what the process was in each one of those years. And, um, and the reason I did that was because a lot of things that I, I, I went through my first few years, um, I see a lot of similarities. I saw a lot of similarities to what happened to us last season uh, in terms of playing well at the end, which is what we did my first year. My second year, we had a few setbacks. We had some things go awry. We had some key injuries. Uh, we had um, we had a kicking problem, um, but we turn around and we win five out of our last six games. So I'm hoping to see the same type of trend here now, just because of the way the guys have played the last few weeks. Unfortunately, we haven't scored the, the points we needed to when we got into the red zone, and obviously, unfortunately, we haven't won. But I do see reason to be optimistic in terms of our growth and development. Do you? Do you think the current team could go on a second-half run, yeah. even if it's not a playoff situation, just to, to build momentum? Absolutely. I, I can. You know, and that's the one thing that, that to me, you, you always look for. I know earlier, you know, about a month ago, I, I said, you know, last year winning the, the, the division is 7-9, a little bit of a curse. You know, it's, people got upset about that. But, you know, that's kind of how I felt because – my concern coming in this year was our maturity level. Have we learned, have we grown, have we understood, you know, what it is that, that we have to do to give ourselves the opportunity to win and be successful? Um, and the thing that I've kind of noticed is handling the adversity has been one of the things that we haven't been really good at. Something bad happens in the game, you know, we've got to step up and we've got to stop it and turn the tide and take advantage. So it's a process, and part of that process is steady progress,
1: I imagine. We're moving the record for a minute. Are you comfortable with the rate of progress?
3: Yes and no. Um, defensively, I want to see us get better on third down. If there's, if there's been a crux this year, it's been that uh, for our defense. Offensively, it's been the consistency in the red zone. We started hot in the red zone, and then recently we have not. Um, and we've got to figure that out. And that's one of the nice things about being on this bye right now. It's one of the things, obviously, that we are looking at, trying to get a good feeling and understanding. It's, okay. What's happening? What's going on? What can we do better? Well, the only other thing, too, that you can point at that say we got to take a long look to see how that's affected us has been the injury to some key people, especially on the offensive side. You know, our whole right side of our offensive line is, was missing, um, has been missing for a little bit. Uh, our wide receiver room, you know, poor Terry's been really a guy that's, that's really had to carry the, the load. And as of late, we've had some of the young guys step up, you know. Uh, we've seen, well, the veteran, a- Adam Humphreys, has stepped up. DeAndre Carter has done some nice things. Dax Mills has, has shown up. You know, uh, we got uh, Cam Sims back. He made a, a couple of plays for us. So we're starting to see that come out a little bit more right now. So we're, it's getting to be exciting offensively. Defensively, it's something with the third down. We, we've got to figure that out. The consistency is not right there, not quite yet. You know, I, I've been pointing
1: this out. I, I think not having Logan Thomas is a is a fairly big component in those red zone struggles he's just such a big target that can box people out and use that long frame the defense though is where i wonder if the plan might have to alter because it was we, we're going to build this really strong defense and then when the time is right we get our quarterback but now you got questions if you have a really strong defense it, 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 am i viewing that correctly
3: you are and you aren't. There are some things that that, <clears throat> that I, I, you know people don't really take into account as to some of our struggles on, on defense. And, and I had this you know analytically looked at. Um, in third downs, we face more chips and and extra blockers than any other team right now. The league average, I think, is somewhere around 30 percent of the time, and we're at 57 percent of the time on third and seven to ten. Um, specifically at that distance we're getting 57% of the snaps there's some sort of chip double chip extra blocker working his way out into the route to slow down our pass rush um, So there is something there that, that people are trying to stop and prevent and yet recently you're starting to see a start to trend get a little bit better obviously especially the last two weeks we've held uh, you know we, we held Denver below their average and we were able to hold, Green Bay below their average with Aaron Rodgers. Now, again, we didn't beat them, but, you know, that's something that we can build off of.
1: Certainly, I think the trends defensively are are going the right way, and you're getting pressure from your front. Are you – how would you evaluate – I mean, the strength, at least in name, of this defense is going to be Montez and Chase off the edges. How do you
3: evaluate their first half of the year? They've they've had a hard time of it because they've been the targets of those – Those 3rd and 7 to 10, those chips, those extra blockers. Um, And they're facing them at other downs too as well. Uh, We've seen a few more play actions than than I think than normal. Um, But they're still capable, and they've shown that they're capable. We have to get more. We've got to be better, and uh, the guys around them have to be better as well.
1: Quarterback has been a hot topic, and you you said that you're scouting all the time, and I hear that. I'm like, of course he is. I mean, that's kind of the the role, right? In hindsight, do you
3: wish maybe you would attacked quarterback this offseason? Well, looking at some of the things that we, we, we considered doing, I, I still believe that the price was too steep, way too steep. You know, um, to, to wanted draft picks and core players, we weren't going to do. I don't think that's what you do. You you don't you don't get a franchise quarterback and not have players around him. You know you don't have people there to protect him. You don't have people there to, to make plays for him. Then what good is in having him? You know I go back to Carolina. One of the best things that happened when we got there was there were playmakers there. Okay, Steve Smith was as good a bear playmaker as there was. You know the running backs that we had. Jonathan Stewart and DeAngelo Williams were both thousand yard guys in the same season. Um, you know, we were able to make the trade for Greg Olson and we had the playmakers around our guy. Then we were able to protect them. We had Jordan Gross and Ryan Khalil and Travell Wharton were three mainstays on that offensive line. So it's not like we didn't have it. The thing that we had to build was the defense, you know, and, and then we were fortunate enough to draft Luke Kuechly. And so. We put it together, and that's what I'd like to see us do as well. Um, do I think we can protect the quarterback now? Yeah, I do. I really do. And in spite of the fact that, that we had lost the right side of our offensive line for a couple of, of, of weeks, we were still averaging a little over one sack a game. Now, yesterday we gave up four, but we, we, you know, we still, if you look at who was protecting our quarterback, that was tough. And you're in an obvious passing situations. Some of those spots. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, I, I honestly,
1: I think your offensive line as a position group. If I had to rate them, I think the O line's been your best
3: position group, even with all the injuries. I think they've been stout. They've been solid. Done a great job for us. I really do. And you know, we've been fortunate because we've been very good with the depth. Yeah. And if you can keep that depth, you can have success in this league. And because the teams that stay the healthiest are usually the ones that win the most.
1: Circling back one thing to talking about building everything in Carolina. Everything you said, obviously, Cam was a big part of that, too. Very
3: big part. So who knows what happens? Maybe. You, you... Right. But, but the, the thing is, David, we don't know if right now the franchise guy is on this roster or if the franchise guy you're gonna, we're going to find through free agency we're gonna, or we'll find the franchise guy through the draft. But that's really where we are right now. And, and that's what we've got to decide as we start going forward. Is where is that guy now? Last year, you know, we looked at it. We said, "Wow, you know, there's a couple guys that are free agents." Well, okay, I'm not going to give up these two position guys and these these two draft picks. I mean, that's four players. You know, I mean, that, that, those are core guys. Those are guys that you're trying to build your your team around. And now you want to give them one, you know, one, four for one. That, that was that was very difficult. And then getting the draft and sitting there and say, "Well, you know." Those many draft picks, oh, and that core player, that's five guys. Right. You know, because where we were talking about where those guys were, that, that's, you know, that's hard, to, that's hard to want to part with those guys and then sit there and say, well, we got our guy, but we don't have this guy to protect him or that guy to be a playmaker, and we can't stop anybody on the defense because they wanted these two guys. That's hard. And that's, that, that, that's what drove my decision. Understanding, understanding that. How hard is it for you to balance, I
1: imagine Rob Rivera, the coach, it's like, yeah, give me that guy. We'll win games this year. But Ron Rivera, the football personnel boss, has to look at everything, at the totality
3: of what happens two years from now. Right. And, and, and how do we draft to now, replace this? Because I, I think the thing that looking at now is that hopefully we come out of this year, at the end of the year, we're, we're healthy. We, we don't have guys that we're going to have to worry about down the line. And we can sit there and say, God, look at the guys we have in this position ready to go. Okay. Now if we can plug this guy in, we're we're great. And over here, hey, we've got it going. They understand, they're playing to their abilities. You know, we're we're, we're doing the things that we're capable of. We can stop people, get the ball back. Now let's take this going into next year and and, and whoever that franchise guy is and we identify, we build around it and we go from there.
1: Last one for me, and just because you mentioned it earlier, with the new kicker, Chris Blewett, young guy, NFL's a whole new world for him.
3: Yep. Do you reach out and talk to him about yep. the blocks? Oh, I already did. Yeah. You know, he's got he's got a leg. We, we saw that. He hit the 52-yarder. Pure. Just, yeah, exactly. But the two that he got blocked, one really had a little bit to do with operation, just a little bit, but not a lot. A little he, low on the side. Yeah, he I, still could have got it yeah. off. But when he goes to kick it, he's got to stroke it. On, on, on the ones that he's kicked low, you see him stride into that thing, and he is going to crush it. And because of it, he overstrides, he drives through the middle portion of the ball as opposed to getting right underneath it and getting the lift that he needs. He's got more than a strong enough leg, and there's no reason for him to, you know, think on, a, on, 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 on what amounts to about a 42-yard kick that he's going to try and drive it. And again, we talked to him about that, and he understands and We'll see how he is this week. I mean, we got plenty of time right now. Thank you for the time. I appreciate right. it. I
1: know you got uh, a, lot to, a lot to look at.
3: A lot. Thanks, JP. Thanks.
1: He was ordained by the Internet.
2: Some people just know the best
1: rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane.